Welcome to this week's episode of Say What You Mean. I am Jeff. You are Jeff. I'm Jeff. Is there any spe- is there anything special for Jeffs on it's, today? It's coming. Continue and introduce yourself. Okay. Well, I'm Jake. And we in the lab, boy. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the lab. We're fle- what? Is there? Is that normal? Is what normal? I don't know. It feels like it's blinking. I don't know. Like blink one eighty two. Ah. Blinking 182 times. Sequitur. Yeah. I mean, how cool is it that they released two brand new songs Mm -hmm, for basically mm -hmm. the first time in a year? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And really, you know, if you take uh, last year, the first time that this trio has released a song since 2011. Yeah, something like that. Neighborhoods, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, and then it comes out on your birthday. Ah, they knew it. They knew it. They were like, it's Jeff Day. Dude. I realized it driving to work that it was mm. seven o'clock and I was like, shit. So I like pulled it up and it was like six fifty nine, and there was a countdown and dude, one more time is amazing. I told Kylie this morning, I thought it was a top five blink song for me. Really? They've selected that as one of their top fives. Really? Mark said, it's like, damn it. One more time. Um, there's some other ones he listed, sure. but they've asked them mm-hmm. and one more time was mentioned. Um, and I think on this album, it's like a, a yeah. favorite of theirs. Lyrically, it, it, it's such a great song. It's so simple. It is. As a song. Mm-hmm. It's so simple, but I'm, I found, I find myself, I've listened to it a billion times today, but I'm just like, how, how is it this simple, but this good? Mm-hmm. The melody, dude. After the Tom's first verse, mm-hmm. and then they play the melody on the piano to the cor- the chorus melody on piano. Oh, yeah, it's genius. And Travis did such a great job producing the album, didn't he? No, didn't I he, don't think so. Didn't they? I thought they said he produced the album. Did he? Yeah. Shut up. No, I need to know if that's for real. That's what on the uh, who on, like, said on that the, on the well Travis and then the British guy that was like talking to them uh-huh. on the on that little video they released a couple days ago. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I think he produced it. Fact check. Um, I know Mark produces. He did. I was going to say, I thought I heard that. Holy shit. Pretty cool. That is amazing. What does he say? Because this person is citing that video and I must have missed that. And I just rewatched it. Yeah. They were like, this is the best. Like. They're like, this is the best Blink album, and then they're, and then he says something like, and you, and like, and you produced it, talking to Travis. Wow, that's huge because I know that 
like I talked to you a little bit today, but Tom's reasoning for leaving was that he didn't want to tour at certain points. Mm-hmm. But also uh, for California, they brought in John Feldman mm-hmm. and he w- he was supposed to record that next album with them. Uh, Tom was. And he said, I don't want to bring anybody else in. Mm-hmm. Like, no, we're not going to have somebody tell. And John is very famous for like. He's a musician, yeah. so he has ideas, and he'll tell you his ideas, and he'll write these things. And every album that they used as produced by John Feldman, all very much you can hear. If you go and listen to the newest, it's it's like a, it's like seven years old at this point. But the newest Goldfinger album, mm-hmm. it sounds you can hear the diff, you can hear the similarities and some of the things he does, and what newer Blink stuff did with mm-hmm. California yeah. and uh, um, Nine. And then the used album. You can mm-hmm. hear John's influence throughout all those albums. And Tom was like, I'm not doing it. So that makes me happy that Travis did it. But I wonder if that was something that he said had to happen. I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. Which I love. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. That makes me so happy. I mean, I love, I mean, I like songs in California. I like a couple songs on Nine. Mm-hmm. But those didn't, and, and also it's missing, it's missing, um, Tom. Tom. But it so much of California I think sounds like plus forty four. Oh. To me. I don't okay. know. I don't know. So I I, I it's love just, that album. It just doesn't I don't know. It just doesn't sound like blink. I think it does. Like I feel like California strays way away from more I guess it doesn't sound like blink. You're right. It's it's a great album. Yeah. It's great music. Yeah. But it just Taking away the fact that you substituted in Matt Skiba for yeah. Tom DeLonge, but just the feel of the of mm. everything just doesn't feel like yeah. a Blink album, even though "Bored to Death," which is like the was was like the single from right. that album, sounds better with Tom singing it. <laughs> oh yeah, we heard it live. Oh, yeah, and it, it, it was it's a, it's oh, way better with so Tom. much better. Tom's voice is so perfect. Like I'm, I don't. You don't realize how much you miss something until you hear it after so long. Mm-hmm. Like hearing him start that song, the yeah. new song, I was just like, "There he is, yeah, there he is." It's he's got that rasp to it, and like he enunciates words weird sometimes. And dude, he just sounds like a man, and not like a uh, all the small things and what's and you know what I mean. Yeah, that, all the small things. It's uh, it's just it's, it's so good. It's so cool. It's good because also like. At different points in that song, they I, there's references to things in their in that band's past yeah. that brings it all that like all of them have gone through so much shit yeah and then to come back and then the song is like the the healing of the band is what yeah. they've talked about yeah and it's cool that they all that you can feel you you can feel how much how much heart and soul they put into that song yeah and it's almost like the three of them talking to each other well tom starts the verse mm-hmm. and he's talking about like from best uh from uh strangers to brothers to strangers again mm-hmm. uh not being able to recognize his friends like i feel like i'm wondering because they've done this in the past where they said hey this is a song we want to write like say it's about uh feeling this they said mm-hmm. that's the instance where they said uh let's write a song about sex you go in this room, I'll go in this room, and we'll come together and see what we wrote. And the lyrics were what it is now. Half of them were written by Tom. Half of them were written by Mark, leaving each other and then coming together with those words. Mm-hmm. And what you're saying, I what what you said, I think I, I'm interested if, like, Tom did write some of it to say, like, here's how I feel about 
the things I've done and where I, my actions in this band, and then Mark's writing about the plane crash and being sick, mm-hmm. and that, but maybe not. Maybe they wrote them yeah. together, but it definitely feels like you're saying mm-hmm. like letters to one another. Yeah. And Travis singing, dude, if he produced it, who came up with that idea? That's what I want to know. I think it was him. I mean, it had to have been, right? Like, hey, it'd be cool if maybe I sang in this part. Like, that one takes balls to do that. Two, like, I love it. I was, he's always the quiet dude on the drums. Always. Always. He never says anything. Mm-hmm. And when I was listening to that song today, I was like, who? Is that? Is that Travis? I lost it, dude. Mm-hmm. I lost it. It made my day. Too. Pretty cool. Pretty cool way for him to debut singing. Yeah, oh. <laughs> on a Blink album. I love uh, it. Anyway, I uh, we're it, gushing. It it uh, <laughs> I you you say like you you messaged me like um like this band means like just so much to you. Yeah, and like the band doesn't. You've got your your history with the band and all of, like and stuff like that. But for me, it's like them being able to come back together has been so inspiring for mm-hmm. me in my own personal life. Yeah. Just like those, like how, like not, I guess it's just like you, it makes me, it puts into perspective how important relationships yeah. are Yes, and just not just to stop dwelling about the past mm-hmm. and about shit you just can't control and just right. let it go and live yeah. with the people you care about. And be honest with the like, just be honest with those people, and just for, forget about old shit, and just let's move forward. Right. I just, I love how much that comes through in their new in their new music. Mm-hmm. How much fun they look like they're having. It's just they're it's it's an it's, it's honestly it's it's inspirational. And I know we're gonna sound like I'm sounding like a complete homer. No, we're sounding like complete no. homers, but I I can't I just can't get enough of what they're doing. I they're mean, just, everything all, they're doing is amazing. They all have. Everybody has like I. Unless you're, this is this would be a serial killer marker is if you didn't have like an emotional connection to music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's you're good on that end, but it's like to identify something and and just that like I don't know what I I literally was on my way home listening to the songs again, mm-hmm. and I just text Jen, God I love Blink One Eighty Two, and she said I know, <laughs> <laughs> but I cannot I th- I literally cannot tell. I couldn't put to words what this band means to me. Mm-hmm. And hearing this song and hearing about, like, I was talking to another friend today um, about, like, teenage angst and, like, being o- almost 37 today. And, like, if you're going to write music, like, what do you sing about if there's no teenage angst? And if you sing about, like, complaining about, like, society and, blah, 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 you know, angsty shit, then it just sounds like you just haven't worked through your shit. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So... But Blink is is finding these ways to still sing about these emotions or these feelings mm-hmm. from the point of a fi- from fifty year old men. I know that it's resonates crazy with crazy everyone. 50. Yeah, it's crazy they're fifty, dude, and crushing it. Mm-hmm. And like like Gen Z, dude, they poo poo on us for like liking Blink. There was a video I saw that like a Gen Z people were like, here's what millennials say. And it was 100% accurate, 100% accurate. But then it was like one of the one of the bits that they did. It was like a compilation of all these things, them saying all these things. They said, what do you mean you don't know who Blink-182 is? And I was like, no, mm. no. And it's so insane because we were talking about these large bands that are just like too big and like, you know, like all American rejects. Like, sure. well, how are they that big? Blink is massive. And as a contrarian, you would think that I would not be into it, but 
damn, they mean well, they too much I to mean, me. they didn't start that way. When you got into them, they weren't that way. I got into them when they released What's My Age Again. Mm-hmm. That was the video and song. So that's when everyone did. Yeah. Um, But I never stopped. Dude, I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Blake 22 for that birthday gift. That was so nice. Uh, yeah. Speaking of, so how was, I mean, how was your work day? <laughs> I hate working on my birthday, so yeah. I was surprised you were there. Not only did you work on your birthday, yeah. it was your day to work with the public. Yeah. Uh, that, that sucks. Why do you hate working on your birthday? It's just, it doesn't feel like you should be there. Oh, I definitely felt that all day. <laughs> <laughs> but I usually take my birthday off. Mm-hmm. And then I was, you know, with the concert next week, I'm taking Thursday off. Uh, with the wedding coming up, I, I've got to take that Friday off. And it was just like, you know what? Like, I've just got too much time taking off. Like, I mm-hmm. want to save my time for those things. Yeah. I'll go and work on my birthday. Um, and then I knew we were going to do this. So even if I did take the day off, I still like, all right, what am I doing? Lounging around home, watching Big Brother. And I mean, then, it sounds a lot better than being at work. I actually enjoyed today. Did I you? enjoyed today. It wasn't too bad. It was okay. slow. Um uh, one of the guys was like, hey, uh, since it's your birthday, I'll take all the hard ones and I was all the hard, you know, numbers. And I was like, OK, I mean, I don't think he meant it, but it was it was pretty easy. It's a little boring, but mm-hmm. it's over. Hey, and here I am. It's over and you got through it. Um, and didn't get in a car crash on my way home. Didn't get rear ended or any of that. Nice. So I'm here. Hey, perfect. so it was OK. Well, I'm I glad mean, you're here. Glad we're doing this. My birthday, dude. Yeah, I was. Exp- I was. I mean, we talked last week. I was fully expecting you to be like, "Hey, can you take a Jake thoughts or something?" This no, week? I've done it before, but I need to save those because I need to bank them. Like I ask for them too often, so you've got a, you've got I owe you, right. and you're about to pull those out. I'm sure. We'll see. Yeah, <laughs> probably the week of. Nobody cares about my birthday. What about her birthday? Probably the week of her actual birthday. The day of her birth is a Wednesday. More than likely, I will not be able to record that Thursday. You better be there. Unless you want to record (laughs) Tuesday, we can probably fit in. I mean, Tuesday I'm in the office, but whatever. Maybe Monday. I mean, so 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 am I. What? So am I. Oh, you're gonna work. You are working Tuesday. We'll figure it out. Well, the thing is, is we all might be work. We all might be working because we'll be considered. Emergency mm. personnel mm. in the shutdown, uh, mm. the shutdown with no purpose. I don't even know how to describe the stupidity of this. It's like my love for Blink. <laughs> the opposite. <laughs> the opposite of the. I don't know. The opposite of the goodness that is the bl- new Blink songs coming yeah. out. You've got on the other end, as far as you can see, mm-hmm. just the dumbness and crappiness of. Of what is happening in our Congress, I'm sure there are the budget. So many sound bites in like quotes from what's happening on like their like their agenda, which is having no agenda, right? I would imagine. I I haven't looked. Mm -hmm. I'm tuning it out. I want to be surprised. (laughs) I'm just I'm so over it because right, if you were, if they as a party, right? So how the budget works is the president puts a budget out. Mm And um, then it goes to Congress, and Congress votes on it. Got to has to pass both houses, okay, right, both chambers. So the Republicans, who have the ma- the slim majority in the House of Representatives, said uh, we don't we don't agree to the president's budget. Mm-hmm. I mean that's pretty normal, right? So then sure. you 
you're supposed to start negotiating. Yeah. There hasn't been any negotiation. None? I mean, it's, I mean, there's been some, but they're they're preoccupied with trying to impeach Biden on charges that they can't even articulate. Like, it's literally the, the impeachment inquiry is yeah. we think there's a crime, so we're going to start investigating. That's not how the system works. That's not how an investigation works. That's like minority report, dude. Right. I mean, if the you were okay, so if you're someone who's like, right, you're you're going to investigate. Shouldn't there be like, I don't know, a crime that happens or something that's questionable and like that's questionable behavior? I'm going to look into that. Yeah. Well, they, are they not citing any questionable behavior? There's no alleged crime. There's like oh. we think that there's some shady business dealings in the past. Mm. So we're going to start they're, an they're talking about Trump. Uh, no, Biden. Oh, because if we're going to look at anybody having shady business deals in the past, I think I could name a few from Donald Trump's. Like everything, they're, all of the allegations yeah. that they're ba- like any of the loose allegations that they are, that some of the, some in the Republican House are throwing out there yeah. have already been disproved or discredited by law, by the DOJ by other members of Congress. They have looked... Biden has been looked into for such a long time. And there has never been anything that ties him to wrongdoing. Mm. So you're just going on this fishing expedition to try to drudge up something? That's not what an impeachment inquiry is meant to be. If he had done something in the... Like, you're just going to go start digging through his past as a senator and then try mm-hmm. to maybe impeach him then as a president? Like, that's not how this works. Oh, that's dangerous. The two things that Trump was impeached for were things that he did while president, while right. executing the office of the presidency. Mm. He que- had questionable behavior that were either high crime or misdemeanor yeah. that were not becoming of the office of president. They were illegal. I, he wasn't convicted in the Senate, so we can't say they were illegal. <laughs> well, I mean, if their crimes are considered crimes for investigation, there's... He was investigated for two things. He was impeached twice by the House of Representatives. He's the only president in U.S. history to have his own members of his own party vote to impeach him and con- and convict him uh, in the Senate and the House of Representatives. That's what I was going to say. An impeachment, to me, sounds like you're guilty. Or you were found guilty... Well, they found so the think about it as a grand jury and a um and a, and then an actual jury, okay. right? The grand jury says we think there's enough evidence to go to trial. Sure. The Senate acts as the trial jury that says whether you're guilty to or not. To actually impeach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. So you, if you're impeached, you get referred to the Senate mm-hmm. for removal for office, right. and then they vote whether you're guilty of it, and then be removed from office uh, because of it. So he wasn't guilty. So he wasn't guilty. Yeah, I believe it. <laughs> I mean, Jeez. nobody. I mean, impeachments don't go anywhere because yeah. the, the party, the the party's not going to vote against vote their own guy out of office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If there was ever a time, it would have been right after January six, and they had the votes, but Mitch McConnell delayed it, and then yeah. everybody lost their he political glitched. will to do it. He froze. Um, yeah, for whatever reason, whatever reason he delayed, he was like, "I will do it after the inauguration," and by that time, everybody was. It gave political cover enough right. for enough senators to say. We don't know if there's precedent to impeach someone or remove someone once they have left office. And then that gave that gave a 
constitutional, quasi-constitutional cover to mm-hmm. Republican senators who didn't want to remove him from office, even though they all pretty much say behind closed doors how much they hate the man. Yeah. Weird. That's so weird. Nobody besides that small MAGA group in the House of Representatives mm-hmm. like the guy. Yeah. Nobody wants him to win again. Nobody in the establishment wants no. to win him again. Wants him to win again. But they're I too do. but they are too afraid to speak out against him because of the political ramifications. You saw what the the absolute butchering of any of the House Republicans who voted against who voted to impeach him. Right. All right. but three of them lost. Yeah. So yeah, I mean anyway, back to Biden. I, I just don't understand how you're tying up the budget mm-hmm. on an impeachment inquiry. Right. What what is this to a crime that they can't even articulate, and then they don't even have a, they don't even have a counter budget to start negotiations with. But what is so that could result in a government shutdown? Yes. So the government. So what? So what? Yeah. So anything and everything that the federal <laughs> government does is no longer operating. I mean, that's not going to impact anyone, right? No, absolutely not. <laughs> not me. Not you. Not anybody else. I mean, to to not right. I, it's it's a depression. It's a it's a recession when somebody else loses their job. It's yeah. a depression when you lose your job. Yeah. So I'm not going to sit here and be like, and make this sound worse because of how much it potentially affects the two people sitting here. Right. And then also just the timing of it all with the birth of a child coming and <laughs> pot- and like potentially not being paid for work I have to show up for. Right. Uh, because leave isn't going to be available. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, but that's fun, right? Just yeah. fun. Yeah, let's try it. Why are? It would be one thing uh-huh. if the Republicans came out and said, "You know, we have our budget. We're fiscal concern." It'd be nice if they were one. It would be nice if they were philosophically conservative. actual conservatives. Yeah, fiscal conservatives. When their own guy is in presidents, but nobody when nobody wants to actually cut spending. Yeah. Conservative the Republican Party today is only fiscally conservative when a Democrat's in office. Right. They were totally fine with with uh, Trump leading the largest, um, creating the largest federal government deficit since World War II. Mm-hmm. That was under Trump. The large, and that's not include. That was in 2019, prior to. The COVID, COVID pandemic. Oh, jeez! It went over one trillion. So our deficit. So Just spending, do you, dog. Do you know the def- difference between debt and deficit? We've went over this a million times. De- deficit <laughs> is is the gap between yes. what you what you're uh, allotted to spend, yeah. and what you're actually need to spend. Yeah. What you take in versus what you have to spend, right? So if you're if our GDP, we take in sixteen trillion dollars, but our budget for the year 17 trillion is what we have to spend mm-hmm. we created a trillion dollar deficit right trump created a trillion dollar deficit in 2019 mm-hmm. because of increased government spending and decrease in taxes what is government revenue taxes, taxes. majority the biggest beneficiary of the tax cuts the wealthy mm. who didn't as he predicted, would then use that money to reinvest into the economy. Instead, <laughs> all they did was rebuy back their own shares to enhance their own wealth. They didn't uh, actually expand their production capability. They just insulated their own companies to their own in, with their own in their own wealth. They just right. enhanced their own wealth. They didn't actually reinvest it into their companies. 
i.e. and then ergo the economy yeah but we we have to hear about how Trump is this fiscal conservative and the economy was so much better under him. He inherited Obama's a, economy. That's always how it works, though. Biden, despite everything he's actually had to deal with, taking over in the middle of a pandemic, mm-hmm. dealing with world inflation, our inflation relative to Europe and all the other major industrial, all the major industrial economies is significantly less that's insane because it sucks right (laughs) okay it doesn't it's not great yeah but if the whole world is suffering it right is that really biden's fault that the entire if the entire world is suffering nobody knows about the situations in any other country or neighborhood outside of their our 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 general inflation yeah is at 3.6 percent okay that's high yeah but you know where it's at in germany Mm -mm. over eight percent and they're probably the nearest peer in terms of like Western style economy to wow. us. Wow. So Biden, dude. It's clearly Biden. <laughs> Biden has decreased the the annual deficit mm-hmm. from last year's budget from one trillion to four hundred and eighty four billion. So How he's the over fuck he's, do you know all this. He's dude? halved <laughs> he's halved the deficit. Yeah. So this notion of they need to stop spending money, fucking Biden has stopped spending as much money. Right. So now that Republicans want to play fiscal conservative, where were you in 2019, you hypocrites? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. So now you're going to you're going to completely shut down the government for your philosophical argument when you don't even believe in that argument? It's it, all it does is reek of politics. Yeah. And it, the, and like you said, if they had any presentation of any counter solution, Hey, we don't like that idea, but here's what we were thinking. Okay. No. No, they just want to obstruct. Yeah, they're playing fucking games, dude. With people's lives. Literally people's lives. I mean, we can still give out benefits. Mm -hmm. Social Security can still pay benefits. Mm -hmm. Then that's the other dumb dumb thing. Is that 70% of our budget is is, um, spending that is... Like it's it's spending uh, that is required by law. Mm-hmm. So seventy percent of our annual budget is oh. already past law Accounted that we have for. to yeah. spend by law. Right. So th- really, the only negotiation is over th- that thirty percent. Mm. Oh wow! And then okay. okay, and then so if you talk about what that thirty percent is, yeah. how much is the Repu- are the Republicans really willing to cut back on? Mm. So then you're talking about you're shutting down the government over maybe ten percent of the budget? Yeah. On a deficit that's already been halved from the year before? Yeah. How do you feel about it? Uh, I feel pretty shitty about <laughs> it. <laughs> I didn't know it was like that. That's why I'm saying it is fucking dumb. It is dumb. It is dumb. I mean, I'm just like, okay, you know, everybody assumes that like, yeah, we hear this all the time. It'll get resolved. But it sounds like playing politics, it's just becoming obstruction. Look, the people who are going to shut this down are the people who are were elected to do this. Yeah, exactly. They're, and they're not going to suffer right. the consequences of it because this is what they were brought to Washington to do. Yeah. To not be a governing party, yeah. to be an obstructionist party, to inflict 
as much damage and as much chaos onto the system as possible yeah. to f the libs I, or the system right or the it, the norm or the the what do they call them um not the swamp but essentially the swamp right the establishment the establishment right you're anti-establishment you're fighting against but the, the but <laughs> what sucks is that like the top six of the top 10 states that get that so six of the top 10 states in the united states mm-hmm. that have um government that take in more federal government money mm-hmm. than any of the other states are red states. Yeah. So the the people in those states who elect the people to go shut down the government are the people who are benefiting the most from the federal government. But the <sighs> but their elected officials have convinced them that somehow all of their pain, all of their misery, their systemic poverty, the shack that they live in which is the same shack that their granddad lived in right. is somehow the fault of Joe Biden or whatever Democrat or right. whatever politician or the, any other person mm, that's the word. is it's their fault. Yeah. And they'll continue to live in that poverty because they elect fucking idiots yeah. like Matt Gates. Yeah. I mean, wasn't that dude committing crimes and like, they chose not to indict because there wasn't, enough evidence of him paying a 17 year old to fly to Barbados for pleasure for whatever. (laughs) But, 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 but the Democrats are, um, pedos. Yeah. Pizza gate, dude. Wow, dude. So at, at this point, anything that uh, the Republican party accuses somebody else of, you can pretty much just guarantee they're doing it. Oh Yeah. Yeah, like uh, a distraction, right? Don't look over here. Hunter Biden, uh, Hunter Biden um, took all of this supposed money from the Ukrainians and Chinese, mm-hmm. but um, Jared Kushner got two billion dollars from the Saudis. Yeah, even though he was not in, he wasn't in an actual official capacity as uh, in the United States government. Mm-hmm. He, but he was the sole advisor to Trump's Middle East policy mm-hmm. circumventing the entire state department in cia um and unilaterally agreeing to deals with saudi arabia to which then he benefit he got a two billion dollar payment from the saudi government and nobody's asking a single question nope i mean sometimes i feel like when we bring shit up and like people listen to this show i mean does that just go over like, is that just like the norm? So nobody like, I don't know, because sometimes when you hear news delivered, you're just like, yeah, OK, whatever. But to me, like we've said this, we've talked about the two billion dollars of the Saudis and maybe we say it too flippantly. I don't know. But should we say it a little bit more seriously? I don't know. Maybe scare people. That's what we need to do. The president of the United States owns a golf course whose son-in-law got a two billion dollar check from and then hosted the Saudi-backed golf tournament at his resort in in Florida. And you substitute Trump in for substitute the name Trump for any Democrat, and people are losing their fucking shit yeah. as they should. Yeah, yeah. That was like that cartoon I posted today. Oh, I, yeah. I love that. I, love I mean, that isn't artist. isn't that is, isn't that funny that now they're um, now they're all for the. Uh, 
the gun uh, because now Biden, uh, Hunter Biden is being indicted for lying on the federal background check form. Yeah. He now we're all for the federal background check form and gun control. <laughs> Yeah, because he he lied and said he wasn't currently addicted to uh, to illegal substances, uh-huh. and he was at the time. Right. So now he's being indicted on that. Yeah. Which okay, I know of a lot of people who I know of a lot of cases where the ATF were pulling background checks at my former employer yeah. and then not bringing charges against basically the lied? same exact thing. People who lied. Yeah, like people who straw, people who straw purchased gun, like clearly straw purchased firearms. What's that mean? So when you go in to buy a gun for someone else who can't have it, okay. Conversationally speaking, you're a felon. Mm-hmm. You can't buy a gun, but you're like, hey, I want a gun. Jake, will you go buy a gun for me? Mm-hmm. And then I go in. I felt the background check. I mark on the federal background check form. Yes, I am purchasing this firearm for me. But then I turn around and I give it to you. Mm-hmm. I was buying. I'm buying it for you. That's a straw purchase. Gotcha. I could be federally indicted for that. Mm-hmm. We had people who, felons, who were sending in their girlfriends. Yeah, I remember you talking about that a bunch. And ATF tracked those guns back to the possession of the felon, came in, pulled all of our cameras, all of our footage, got the background checks, everything showing that this woman was Whoa. straw purchasing. She wasn't indicted. There was no, there was no mm. criminal, there was no criminal case against her. Yeah. So I'm just saying, right? So we're fine with we're fine with this. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Everybody should be re- treated equally under the law. Yeah. Hunter Biden should go to. Hunter Biden should go to to trial for this, and if he's found guilty, serve whatever sentence I he's given. I don't think any Democrat, air quote Democrat, or left leaning individual is opposed to that. Nobody gives a shit about Hunter Nobody Biden. Nobody cares. <laughs> nobody cares about that guy nobody nobody do all the blowing hookers you'd like dude nobody cares you know who you know who um isn't out there railing against the process right now isn't out there undercutting the judge who's who denied um because originally hunter biden had reached a plea agreement right I remember. and then the judge rescinded that yeah you if that was Don Jr., you don't think Donald, when if that happened when Donald was president, yeah. Don, he wouldn't be out there undercutting that judge publicly or undercutting Ooh. the DA or undercutting whoever. Now you're whoever. pissing me off. Now you're pissing me off. <laughs> you know you know who hasn't said a fucking word? Yeah. The guy who's currently a president. Yeah. Not flexing or, or, or throwing his power around or throwing the power of his words around to influence or interfere with a criminal case and didn't interfere or publicly shame his attorney general for allowing a special counsel to form into Hunter Biden's laptop investigation his own son I mean I bet you we could find some shady shit on those Trump boys without question Some, you think Don Jr. You think Don, Don Jr. just acts like that all the time? No, that dude's coked out for <laughs> sure, dude. He is coked out for sure. I feel like him and Hunter could be buds. Dude, they probably are. I don't know if they are, but they could be. They're, they're in they the probably, same circles. They probably, uh, probably snorted from the same line a couple times. Oh, I'm sure. Or the same, uh, what's it called, uh, batch. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 
Wow. Okay, that pisses me off because you're right. I mean, it is. It's it's the hypocrisy that the constant hypocrisy that pisses me off. That Fox News thing from like 2000 whatever 16 when they yeah. were talking about we can't have anyone who's being criminally investigated run as president of the United States. It doesn't matter if they're guilty or not. They should not be able to run because they're being investigated. They're talking about Hillary Clinton. Yeah. That is not what they're saying now about Donald Trump. Nope. We'd vote from him. For, we'd vote for him from jail. Yeah. I'm over it, dude. I mean, we were talking about angst and writing songs of angsty songs. Like, that's what you could write about, I guess. God, it's just it's like, shit, the government. Shit just, shit just pisses me off. That's infuriating, well, dude. I got a text about a Uh-oh. particular topic. Okay. Um, here's a topic if you want. How the Biden administration and the Department of Education is stopping all funding in schools that have hunting and archery programs. For funding archery and hunting. Okay. I don't give a shit about archery and hunting. I guess I should probably have researched before yeah. reading that. So we'll talk. We'll we'll tackle that next week. How about? How about we address also the undercutting and funding of any arts programs, music, any of that shit. I don't give a shit about hunting and archery when a kid who can't has who as someone who desires and needs in every inch of my body a creative outlet. And I know that. And now that I have it in multiple ways, my mental health is better. Mm-hmm. Not great, but it's better. And when you're telling me you're, these kids can't fucking paint or learn how to create or learn how to channel feelings and emotions in a creative way. I mean, do you know the federal government is cutting that funding? I, know, I don't know, but I know that schools are cutting them. Yeah. Who knows why? Right. Yeah. But if I'm going to look at addressing anything, it's arts programs. Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit about hunting and what what else? I mean, archery. But, but to the same point, what if hunting and archery is the same outlet for an individual? No, that's not possible. <laughs> okay. That's stupid. Oh, all right. <laughs> we just. <laughs> I want to get a text message later. Thank you. Uh, um, the <laughs> draw a painting of a fucking bow and arrow, then. <laughs> I, I I don't know enough to talk about the cutting of funding. So we I will I promise to the listener who sent that in I will um, research it and we'll talk about it next week. I guarantee you, if you go down that rabbit hole, and not just that one specifically, there are so many things that are being underfunded in schools that the my last concern, honestly, if I'm looking at it objectively, is even the art shit. Right? These like people don't even understand basic civics. Basic math, basic science, basic reading, basic writing. I don't give a shit about singing, art, archery, or hunting. (laughs) Learn how to fucking read first. Then learn how to construct a sentence. And then learn why your civics and your vote is fucking important. And then learn what the definition of hypocrisy is and go out there and fucking vote. I don't give a shit about your hunting. I don't give a shit about your art. Like, there are so many aspects of schools that are drastically depressing that nobody's addressing but we want to fucking focus on oh my kid didn't get to play sports this year blah blah blah. i don't give a shit football's bad for your brain anyways (laughs) i'm over it dude now you got me all fucking fired up about this shit well i mean good we should we need you know what makes dumbass adults dumbass kids Uh, you're not wrong teach those fucking kids something 
I, 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 I don't disagree. I mean, I don't disagree. I think I think one of the major issues is the fact that we that education is uh, essentially no matter what what state you are in is highly dependent on what type of education you you're going to get. What facts you fucking learn? And as a nation, as a ever increasing federal unified, like yeah, in terms of right, right back in the early 1900s. The United States was far more regional, far more state. Everything right. was more state. But everything today is so much more homogenous. People are not staying in the regions as much as they used right. to. People are vent- are leaving their hometowns to go move other places. Mm-hmm. So, like, our economy is more global. Our local economies are norm- are now more regional. Our regional economies are now more national. And our national economy is far more global. Mm-hmm. We don't have an education. We have a fragmented education system that is basically being driven by politics, depending upon what state you live in. Mm-hmm. And there's no homogenization of what is being taught, of what is core curriculum. Right. I mean, we talked about that in uh, methods of teaching, right? Yeah. The national standard. Should that be something that happens? You know, um, who? I mean, that's an argument, but at least let's at least have that fucking argument. I'm not addressing sports and shooting shit <laughs> if we're banning fucking books. Yeah, the the book banning has to that's, stop. I'm not doing it. I'm sorry. If you if you want me to fucking talk about this shit, then we first must need to address the bullshit of banning books. Mm-hmm. It's bullshit. Yeah, there. I uh, I just read an article in the post about uh, a teacher in South Carolina who was um, essentially told to stop or be fired um, because her student, three of her students, complained uh, because she um, she re- gave a, a reading assignment um, from an article written by uh, Tah- is it Tahasi Coates. One of the um, current civil rights leaders Uh today. And uh, apparently she was in violation of the South Carolinian law that was been passed in the last year that basically says no subject can be taught that makes individuals uncomfortable about their race. That's the law. What? So anybody who says I'm uncomfortable about my race essentially can file a complaint. How is that a learning? How how on earth is that a learning environment? Right. If you can't be challenged. Yeah. I feel like so many people today and like uh, uh, this might be hyperbole or anecdotal, but like so many people complain about like how much power children can have in this instance. Like, oh, I don't like, maybe they just don't want to do the fucking assignment. So now they just say, I'm offended. Now they don't have to. Who knows? Yeah, I, yeah, I don't, don't know. But when you write, the, the problem is, is when you write vague laws, laws, yeah. you get shitty outcomes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why these laws aren't serious. They're meant to disrupt. Uh, they're meant to ad- address a political feeling more than they are an actual problem. Right. People, yes, people, that was genius. That's the shit that you say in jest that cannot be overlooked. These laws were designed to address a political feeling, not an actual problem. 
That cannot be understated. So you get a disconnect between the implementation of the law and what's actually happening. Right. So then you have laws that were designed to stop something that isn't really happening, but then it has to be applied somewhere. So then it gets misapplied to Mm. all sorts of random shit. You guys hear him? He's on fucking fire. And this is coming from a parent, I'm not even joking, who has a child who was definitely reading something wildly inappropriate in her school library. And uh, she's telling me about it. I'm like, where did you read this? Oh, it was on school library. So I reach out to school. I'm like, yo, what's going on? Why she got access to this book? And then, oh, it's just this database of all these books that the kids have access to. Well, she was influenced by another kid who had read the book, who had sexual trauma, who was telling my kid to read this book about sexual trauma. (laughs) Kids are dumb. And I'm just like... I just talked to the kid like, hey, that's not maybe that's not appropriate for school reading. Okay, let's try to read some other things. Mm -hmm. Guess what? Had a conversation with my kid. Problem solved for now. Yeah. But that's another thing, right? It's like we want we want the schools to take our kids and give us a break. But then we don't want those schools to have any fucking influence or responsibility over what our kids learn. And then parents don't want to take the time to actually supplement their children's education yes with at home education yes like just because wells is going to leave for school one day my job as a parent in forming his his mind informing his mind and his repertoire of things he can draw from to draw conclusions and synthesize data and make connections doesn't end doesn't is not just the school's job it's right. my job to be co with co with that. That's mm-hmm. why th- to be like a co parent, basically co parent or co teaching right. with the school, and the school teaches him some lesson of something that like I don't agree with. There really isn't many hills that I guess I'm willing to die on. But I'm just gonna say what what is one thing that I would be like? Oof, I don't know if I would be comfortable with that. If she, she had some real fundamentalist maybe if addison or wells had some real fundamentalist teacher that was mm-hmm. like i'm going to teach creationism mm. okay well the kids come home and they say this is what my teacher said and i would be like okay well that's one way of looking about how yes. the universe created here's another way yeah it's called the big bang right. and then we talk about the big bang and then the different ways in which maybe all of that can actually be together maybe God was the creation right. of the of the Big Bang. We don't know. Right. That's the great thing about learning is asking questions. Yeah. Being exposed to things we don't necessarily like. Yes, some there are liberals on campus that want to shut down anything that make them feel uncomfortable. So then, we've seen it. So then, <laughs> yeah, we've witnessed it. Not to the extent that people say it exists. Right, I've right. never witnessed that. But your counter to stopping wokeism and whatever you think is happening on college campuses is to do the same exact thing to limit discussion, to limit, Mm. to limit information. Say that again. That's fucking genius. Your response to limited ideas is to then limit ideas and conversation. That's fucking genius. That's genius. That's annoying is what it is. (laughs) I mean, that's the reality that we're living in, and that's the reality that we're experiencing. And I don't know. I like. I, I hear. I hear. You know. I understand the concern. I'm being facetious when I talk shit about like archery and stuff. But 
I think that there are far bigger issues that kids are are being used as political tools. Oh, absolutely. They and are. that is far more concerning in the, the education and the learning and the reading is far more concerning than the extracurricular activities, but honestly. If you're putting your kid in some politi- in, in some hat of a politician's campaign, you are the last person who should be talking about indoctrination at schools. Right, right. Like, or, mm. <laughs> are you not in... I, I'm sorry, are you not using your kid for a political tool are you not grooming your kid like by your definition of grooming yeah yeah your definition of grooming you're doing the exact same thing but just something that you agree with so kind of just fuck off a little bit maybe yeah yeah i like i mean i 100 percent agree with your like exposure to the the counter arguments or the other ideas like Um, any idea that's put out there is a is an excellent is an excellent exercise an opportunity to have a conversation about it yeah why are we scared about things i don't understand why the and how the united states became so afraid of things yeah we are we are a terrified society our culture is just constantly afraid of not just Brown guys with guns in the Middle East, we're terrified of ideas, anything that yes. can be labeled as woke or as communist or f- fascist or yeah. anything you put label on it. We're terrified of any idea that makes us feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Why not have a conversation about communism? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And actually have a legit like talk about what are the things that communism identified about our about our society that you know what like yeah at a fair point yeah developed as a problem solved like a solution right to a maybe problem. not the best solution obviously that we found <laughs> but it was not just in you know it, it's it's so vilified and we're afraid of it now mm-hmm. but that was not the original intent and you're afraid of something you can't learn from it you, if you're too afraid to speak of it, you can't con- like you can't confront it. That's why you How- say Voldemort's name, dude. <laughs> That's a good point. I was thinking <laughs> the exact same thing. That's funny. I I just I don't un- I don't get- I just will never understand this. I I am told I should hate something, so therefore I am when I treat it like a boogeyman. I'm not going to address it. Yeah. Why would I not want to? Why would I not? Why would I not want to read about something that I've been told is so bad and and. Mm. I, I just, I don't get, I, I just, I guess I don't, I guess I just personally don't understand that. Um, and I wish more people would challenge themselves to truly like, not just fall into these, this trap of these, like, I don't know, these vacuums that mm-hmm. just basically say like, you have to believe this, you have to fall into this box because you are a labeled conservative. You have to believe X, Y, and Z. Right. And you, therefore you have to be uh, completely pro capitalist. Mm hmm. Okay, like, what does that mean? Like, right? I don't know. I, I'm babbling now, but it shit's so fru- shit, shit's so frustrating, yeah. dude. I get so tired of just hearing these cliche, uninteresting. What was the term I used for sports fans? Casuals. Mm, yeah, we yeah, have yeah. so many casual politic fans. We now. do. It's weird. Everybody's casually I, I, I dabble in politics a little bit. <laughs> and they don't know shit. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't know shit, but well, you know more a lot more than most. Yeah. Yeah. I Look, don't know. I mean, you know not you know if you hear something, you're just like, eh, I'm gonna question that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's a huge step. Yes. 
How sad is that? That that's a huge step. You hear something or you're told something. The absolutism is what pisses me off. Yeah, the anything. absolutism. Is and I see it all the time with the, like kids even like, and that's a great place for kids to learn. Like Cheyenne will come home with these ideas. Like, hey, what was she learning about recently? There was something in history she was learning about, and she was like, "Well, I guess that that's just the way the world is." And I'm like, "Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on." Time out. No. Like, let's talk about this. And I, I can't. God, I can't remember what it was in history. But um, I, th- I, I, kids, kids are that way. Mm-hmm. Kids are that way yeah. because they haven't been taught otherwise. I mean, kids are black and white. Yeah, Their whole world absolutely. is black and white. And that's natural. Like you said, it's completely natural. But why the fuck do we have adults who are doing that? Well, it's because they have been raised by parents who didn't challenge, who, who didn't want to challenge them and wanted to create safe spaces, which is so funny to me that we we are the we're labeled as the safe space generation right. millennials yeah well who put us in the fucking safe spaces to begin with who gave us the fourth place trophies yeah oh yeah the participation trophies i got them because you were you as parents were so afraid to make little johnny upset i get that i get that i don't want to see my foster son or daughter cry because they weren't involved in something or participate. I don't like seeing them cry. It makes me feel bad. So I get it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> I get it. I mean, I get the emotion. Yeah. yeah. But I, I don't know. Different philosophies. No, no, I'm not saying that I'm not going to be like, hey, you didn't get it because you suck. <laughs> but I still feel bad. <laughs> well, no, I, there's a difference between feeling bad and then just not wanting to confront it. Or or, or insulating no, them and creating a safe space. There's no growth without loss. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. You have to experience hardship. Yeah. And you can control that hardship a little bit, right? Yeah. We're not talking about going and fending for yourself on the frontier here. Right. We're talking about placing fourth place in your... Uh, Tiger Cubs uh, Pinewood Derby competition. Right, right. Or getting a D in history when your dad is majoring in history. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I Yeah, I mean, it, it's not life or death, and it's it's not like th- this is the time and those are the spaces to, to learn in and to challenge and to lose. Mm-hmm. To lose. It's good. I, I, I don't think lose, like, losing in this context that we're talking about is yeah. not a bad thing. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, uh, I remember, so I remember I, I was talking about this in therapy, like how um, I, she says uh, that I'm, uh, what did she say? Just, we were talking and kind of identifying uh, how insecure I am, actually insecure. And she was like, you know, like, look at the things you've done in your life. And I was like, yeah, but am I just overcompensating for everything that I'm insecure about? She's like, I was hoping you wouldn't go there because... Jeff, you have all these examples in your life of people taking, not taking the high road, not going back to school, being alcoholics, abusing their wives, doing all these things. Why, why haven't you done any of those things? Who told you not to do those things? I said, no one. She's like, exactly. You did it. That's something to be proud of. Be, be, be proud of that. Like that, be confident in that and be, don't be insecure about that. It, you've done great things plus overcompensated for things, but you've done great things as well. And I was like, Oh shit. But then I was thinking about school. Like I I didn't even think I could go back to college because I had my GD and there was a lot of insecurities about not graduating high school. And then once I went back to college, I was like, all right, let's start with English because I know I'm good at English. 
and I crushed it. And I was like, okay, I think I could do this. And then I got all A's and B's because I was only taking two classes at a time because I was scared. Uh, and then I took math and I got to a certain point in math. And then I, I, f- I fucked off one semester and I got a D in math and it wasn't passing. And I felt like shit. Mm-hmm. And I said, this will never happen again. This will never happen again. But it took me hitting what I so I perceived as a rock bottom. A D is unacceptable for me. I shouldn't have done that. I knew that I wasn't going to do well in it. So I'm not going to do it again. And I never did. I never did. That Taking that L boosted me to be better. Mm-hmm. Without it, I would have been, who knows, right? Maybe I didn't get a D, but I got a C and I still kind of passed. Now I know how low that bar is that I can borderline, right? I can tow. We're not a species without taking L's. Right, yeah, right? Uh, how many of our hunter-gatherer ancestors uh, perished yeah. by saber-toothed tiger? Or eating berries or eating poop. Learning how to... <laughs> learning how to human how to survive all of these different things we we grow as a species by taking l's that's right it's just uh that's that's excellent advice your therapist sounds amazing dude she's crushing it that's awesome uh i she tells me all the time to like look look for examples of like anger management or like uh self-management or coping and all these things uh in my daily life to see like as examples like Yes, it's great that you're also that you're working on him, Jeff. Um, sorry, I'm putting notes in here. No, you're fine. Um, but uh, you said something today, and I was just so impressed by your um, impressed, but also annoyed. If we want to be real here, uh, <laughs> oh, I were. Yeah. So you you were telling me about the story about like that uh, that uh, uh, scuffle, if we will in football right and that Mm. guy was getting testy and kind of running his mouth and you were like dude shut up and then he got in your face and got aggro right and then you were just like nope and you turn away and you walked away right that's you being in control that's you managing oh i didn't feel in control i felt like such a weak bitch oh no that's you in control (laughs) that is like being with my focus being anger management you're in control. You know what's funny is that I talked to my therapist about that incident yeah. and talked about how I struggled, have struggled for days with that, thinking yeah. I was a weak bitch. Yeah, so. no. <laughs> and I'm looking at you going like, I want to be that. Because <laughs> I would have been like, suck my dick. Like, I totally would have been an antagonistic because I'm not in control. But I was like, I heard you tell that. And I'm like, wow, that's awesome. He was in control right there. But then I get pissed that when you do leave in the middle of basketball games because you think someone called foul on you. And I'm like, well, where was that? Just saying, work on it. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I will uh, take that into consideration. I'll file that in my need to work on. Let me get your therapist's email. (laughs) (laughs) I have some uh, thoughts uh, that she could work on with Jake. Oh, my God. I told so Jen's like, hey, how was therapy? And I was like, you know, I talked to her a little bit about it. But it did feel like a little bit like almost like, and this is my own security, right? Me uh, mind reading or me uh, telling the future, sure, right? Yeah. And I'm like, this bitch just wants to know, what, like, she wants receipts. So I told my therapist, I was like, I feel like Jen wants receipts. And then I told Jen that I told the therapist that. She was so pissed. <laughs> I was like, well, I just feel like sometimes you want receipts. And then so she started therapy today. Oh. And I was like, is there anything you'd like to share? Are you guys using the same therapist? No. Oh, Fuck okay. no. Okay, that's good. <laughs> And then I was like, hey, uh, is there anything you'd like to share from therapy today? Because it was her first time. And she goes, are you asking for receipts? And I was like, God damn it. I deserve it. I deserve it. Yeah, you do deserve (laughs) that one. 
Have you ever heard of the Fermi paradox? Oh, dude, you remembered? Oh, yeah. Okay. I have been waiting two weeks to talk about this. Two weeks? Well, we didn't talk about it last week. Okay. And I oh, started. you were a week I, before you yeah, were prepped for this? I was, I've okay. been prepping. I've been prepping. I have heard the term. Fermi paradox? Yes, but I have no. Oh, wait, you did explain to me a little bit after, though. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the Fermi paradox. Tell me, tell me. Was a, is a theory. No, put, don't tell me. You're about to explain why aliens aren't real. I don't want to hear this. No, I'm not. Jake. I am not. I don't want to learn. I. S- <laughs> All right. You guys, do you want to talk about. No, uh, no, tell me, tell me. The Puffin Patrols in Iceland then? No, <laughs> that's the last thing I want to learn about. All right. I, of course, I want to learn about space. Time, what about the continuum. Niger? What about the Civil War in the country of Niger? No. Okay. Were they involved? Uh, well, there was a coup and a military junta in Niger that's threatening to destabilize Western Africa. Wait, I did read about this. It's quite fascinating. I did read about it. I did actually no, I saw a BBC thing on it. Mm-hmm. But don't talk about it. Tell me about space. Okay, the Fermi paradox. I don't care about which humans. Was put forward by the um, astrophysicist Enrico Fermi. Yeah, it's worth it by then. And he says. Mm-hmm. Right, and we we hear this. Ta- I've used this argument when talking okay. about the chances that there should be life somewhere in the cosmos besides us. Right, right. just by the numbers, there should be life somewhere else. Right, mm-hmm. if you the vastness of space, just in the Milky Way galaxy, which is one medium-sized galaxy in a literal space full of billions of galaxies, incomprehensible. There are. Let me check my notes. Um, Close to 20 billion Earth-like planets alone in the Milky Way. In the Milky Way? Mm-hmm. 20 billion? 20 billion Earth-like planets alone in the Milky Way. Holy hell. So just thinking, yeah, right, there should be life mm-hmm. somewhere else. But the paradox... There is life. But no, we, uh, the paradox <laughs> is, is why haven't we found it? Okay. Because we're looking back in time. Why? Why have light travels why, a certain distance? Why speed. haven't? But we have telescopes that can see thirteen point six billion years in the past. That's how we know that's when the Big Bang happened. Yeah, but we're why looking at we, underdeveloped planets. Why have we not seen any sort of techni- technic techno signatures? You would think. Mm-hmm. Oh, through the through the light. Yes. Okay. We're not picking up any signatures. There hasn't been any evidence that any sort of other life exists. Mm-hmm. So. Why haven't we seen it? If there is that, if by the numbers, there should be. Yeah. But why haven't we seen it? That's the paradox. Okay. So, because if you were to, if you were to look at it statistically, mm-hmm. the universe is 13.6 billion years old. Mm-hmm. The Earth is 4.6. That's 6. how old I feel today. <laughs> the Earth, <laughs> our solar system is roughly about five and a half billion years old. Just our, our solar system. Just our solar okay. system. Our... Earth is 4.6 billion years old. Mm-hmm. If wow. if you're it took life about for like single cell mm-hmm. organisms mm-hmm. roughly started showing up we think somewhere mm-hmm. around 2 billion years ago. Okay. Multicellular life. Hold on, how old is it? 4 our Earth is four point six. So two. So about half the mm-hmm. half the, the 
the time of Earth, mm-hmm. we start we start thinking is when estimated that single cell organisms life began on okay. Earth. Fast forward to about as a two hundred about two hundred million years ago, you mm-hmm. start getting multicellular life. Mm-hmm. Now with about 10 million years ago is when you start getting things that can think. Okay. You give us another, th- think about how much sentient life. Mm-hmm. So the ability to think, see how fast, how fast we have grown just since homo sapiens have mm-hmm. been a species. If you give us just another thousand years, mm-hmm. we should all, we will have, we, if we don't destroy ourselves, mm-hmm. should be able to harness the technology enough to start colonizing around our solar system. Okay. If not becoming inter uh, so intergalactic as in spreading outside of our solar system to other solar systems, mm-hmm. we should have that in about a thousand years. Okay. So if the, if the universe is 13.6 billion years old mm-hmm. and light sentient life on our planet is only about 10,000, like about a hundred thousand years old. Okay. You would think with how many planets are out there, we should have, there should be some civilizations, some races of multicellular life, mm-hmm. sentient life that became spacefaring just by the sheer time and scope of the universe. But we're using ourselves as the measure there. But if you think that if, Life starts when you have hydrocarbons mm-hmm. on a terrestrial planet, somewhat circling around like a stabilized star. Okay. That's not that rare mm-hmm. in the solar system. Mm-hmm. So if you had a if you had a, a species that started on its own planet that formed, say, 10 billion years ago. Yeah. And they're now... Five billion, six billion years ahead of us. Yeah. In evolution or development. Yeah, they have six billion years on us. Yeah. So you would think at some point they would have become spacefaring. I would not think that. Why would you not think that? Because it proves your points. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just saying is why haven't we seen it? Yeah. Enter in the great filter theory. Now this. Okay, time out. Let me tell you real quick though okay. what I genuinely think. All right. I think that. Sometimes we are so um, uh, uh, conceited as a species that that's what I'm saying was we're using ourselves as the measure. But there's nothing that says that those the potential species or life in other places would develop or grow in the same manner or way that we see here on this planet. Hmm. I feel like there's so many variables that could influence either the lessening of the development or expediting Mm. the development. You're touching on two different competing theories here. Okay. One being the Copernicus principle, which the Copernicus principle is you're never the rarity. You're never the unique one. Okay. You are far more likely to be average. Okay. Right. That's not a bad thing. Right. Even though the context contextually could sound that way, but more than likely you are part you are in that meaty part of the bell curve Mm -hmm. so life shouldn't be if we're thinking in the the, with the mindset of the copernican principle Mm -hmm. life shouldn't be rare right so we're going to naturally use us as a measuring stick right if we're not rare then there should be others like us out there right 
Or but you, I think also because it's more than just us. There's animals, right? Or uh, uh, plants, or all these living beings, right? True, but what's saying that we're the most? What's saying we're the smartest thing in the? Uh, oh, I don't think we in are. the universe. Yeah, but why haven't we seen it? If you think our closest relative, mm-hmm. the ape, mm-hmm. or whatever chimpanzee, sure, is the closest thing to us on Earth. Mm-hmm. And they're only we're only like a couple chromosomes different, mm-hmm. and look how much more intelligent we are than them. Right. If you take the difference between a chimpanzee and a human, and then you take that to the next deviation above us, mm-hmm. think how much smarter that that species is. Mm-hmm. Time out. And if we're the if we're the average, then okay. there has to be something that's above us. So yes. there has to be some great like by mm, the numbers, okay, there okay. should be some incredibly smart yeah. races that are where? out there. But we don't know where they are. Okay. That's the paradox. Okay. God. Because I was gonna say, maybe not here in the Milky Way. But we can't pick up any signatures. Maybe they came and saw and said, fuck this. Well, that is that is the zoo theory <laughs> that says that we are basically plants uh-huh. here. And the reason why we don't see them is because they're essentially hiding from us and, uh, and observing us. Yes. That's I think the, that's what Tom DeLong ascribes that's to. That's the zoo theory. Yes. So enter in the great filter theory, which okay. is this is the one I find fascinating. Okay. Is that. Like Britta? Is that there are nine stages to life. Okay. From like singular cell Mm -hmm. to spacefaring. Oh, shit. So at each stage. How is this? So at each stage. Are we spacefaring? No, we are uh, at stage eight, which is civilization. We haven't. We've been to space, dog. We haven't. No, spacefaring as in like intergalactic. Like (laughs) our. Sorry at the beginning. (laughs) So with each stage of life, right? You. you know, species or like life on a planet will go through these stages. So right. it starts with single cell organism and goes all the way through. We're at stage eight right now. Okay. So the great filter theory is trying to answer the Fermi paradox by saying there has to be something that is keeping species or life on a planet from becoming like spacefaring. Mm-hmm. So where is the filter? Mm, okay. So we have, it posits that there is life out there. Right. But what is keeping it from becoming intergalactic right. to the point where we would know that it's there? Mm-hmm. So is the uh, is the filter some sort of astro- like astrophysic phenomenon mm-hmm. where suns die out too quickly? Uh, a sun is too far or too close to us to uh, or a planet is too far or too close from the sun. Mm-hmm. It gets hit with too many asteroids early, so it's constantly resetting life. Or mm. is our planet, even though life isn't rare, is our planet actually incredibly rare because we didn't get hit with too many asteroids? Right, it we is ha- the exception. We happen to form around a perfect sun. Mm-hmm. We that has been stable. We've had a relatively stable solar system. Our galaxy has been relatively stable, as in the mass supermassive black hole hasn't started eating planetary systems, and like other um, like, right. like other galaxies have. So. Um, is the filter in the past or is the filter in front of us, which is the scary proposition. Ooh. Okay. Explain. Is the fi- if the filter is in front of us, mm-hmm. then s- 
life like us isn't rare, but life, it, the filter being its self-destruction. Right, right. We 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 are our human. Like we don't our, know what the filter is yet. We, we don't know where the filter is because we haven't got there yet. We don't know if we've gotten there yet. Ooh. Because we haven't found life anywhere else, yeah. right? If we go out and we find, I know what it is. Single cell. I mean, right now there's there's within the next five to five to seven years, mm-hmm. we should have a drilling rover on Europa mm-hmm. and uh, which is one of the Galilean moons of Jupiter, yeah. which has theorized to have water like water, water liquid under water ice. under its ice yeah. with a lot of geothermal activity we would think that that's how life formed here is in water with a lot of geothermal mm-hmm. uh, activity around the core which Magma. would which would create um like charged particles that could mm-hmm. create life we're thinking that if there's anywhere in our solar system where life is currently currently is it would be on europa mm-hmm. so if we find that cellular life single cellular life is can be abundant right then we would say okay the filter is probably in the past but if we can't find um or we would no, we would say the filter is probably in, in the, the future. future yes sorry i mixed that yes. up yes okay. if we don't find cellular life we would yeah. probably say that the future the the uh the filter is probably in the, in past. the past so it's just uh, really fascinating shit to think dude about. it's in the future for sure it's which artificial is, intelligence. Which is sad because what is what artificial is it, intelligence? What I just is told it you. that Skynet? What is it that sentient species keep doing to themselves to killing themselves and their civilization killing before themselves. getting to this cosmos? Yeah, because I would imagine to develop the technology to travel at this the in the means that you would need to to travel to like intergalactically. I would imagine that the techno- techno- technology could be used for destruction. Mm-hmm. So if, who knows, like, like, for example, I'm thinking nuclear, right? If somehow nuclear leads to the development of inner, like spatial travel. Mm-hmm. But we know how dangerous nuclear power can be. Mm-hmm. So maybe the next one is even more powerful, elevating the level of danger. Mm-hmm. And threat. Sure. So maybe that's what it is, is the development of technology to travel to space. Yes, can get you there. But also, we're dumb and we kill ourselves. Everyone's dumb and they kill themselves. But maybe they don't think like we do. Mm-hmm. You ever watch Tom DeLonge on? No. Dude, you got to watch it. No. You got to watch it. He's crazy. He's not crazy. Listen to that angelic voice. <laughs> I, I think that, like, because then he, he starts talking about, like, interdimensional, mm. which, you, I mean, can't be disproven, so it's got to be real, right? There's another theory <laughs> called the dark forest theory. Okay. This one's kind of fun because it's sci-fi-y. Oh, I love sci-fi. Uh, it's that um, what happens in a dark forest with, like, major, with, like, a big predator, right? Mm-hmm. Every, everything that can be eaten by that big predator is quiet. Yes. So the reason why we oh. can't ever, the reason why we can't ever pick up life elsewhere is because, life is being quiet they're not projecting uh signatures out because they could be picked up by the big the big civilization that floats around oh. and destroying destroying civilizations where we're the dummies and we're the dummies out, out there yelling out hey we're here come find us which to be th- which if you think about humans is pretty much on brand yeah that's perfect <laughs> All right, I'll talk to you guys next week. All right, bye. Uh, Also, real quick, uh, share the show. There was a lot of good stuff said today, I think, and if you agree with it, share it. 
Share it. Tell your friends. Listen, uh, they can come and join us if they'd like to. If you disagree and you want to hop on and talk about whatever, join us. But share. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. Hey, Mom, there's something in the back room. Hope it's not the creatures from above. You used to.